I mean, I got a, I got a passion for this, man. I've always wanted to do it, you know. And if uh, if the ball ever comes to me and I pick it up, I'm gonna run with it as long and as far as I can. But um, no, I don't like being satisfied. I don't like being like, oh, it's a paycheck. I'm on TV, a big whoop. No, I don't even care about that stuff. I care about like what I my goals that I wanted to do when I was seven years old. You know, I've always wanted to hold the IC title, only title I've ever wanted to hold. Haven't even had a chance to hold it yet, you know. So, but uh, you know, my career so far, you know, Nexus was great, Core was fun, three-time tag champs. I mean, I got to wrestle every legend that can, you know, come to wrestle again, you know, and that was amazing, you know. So uh, I can honestly say, you know, it's been fun, you know, it has. So, Sting, Sean, and Flair, those are my three that, like, I can say that. I try to mold myself around. I don't know if it's working because <laughs> yeah, it's probably not, but those are the ones that I was, you know, trying to mold myself around. You know, I would just uh, just let me be me and let me turn me up to 10. That's what I like to do. All right, here we go, Big Josh. So let me just be myself turned up to 100, and, that, and that's the Yeti, man. Coming down in five, four, three. WWE Universe, NXT Universe, greetings. I'm a man of many names, one being the Yeti. You know, a lot of people have doubted me. Naysayers will say what they want, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, I am a new piece of meat. But the difference is this piece of meat has been marinating in a special type of sauce. And that sauce is infectious. Yeti Nation, I need you to do what you've been doing, okay? Keep doing what you're doing, stand up. Yeti Nation. Press Podcast, episode 25. We are recording on January 19th, 2016. I am the creator of the fullnelsonpress.com, the unofficial WWE webcomic. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the Tri-State Candy Crush champion, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the fullnelsonpress.com on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how you doing? The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. He's got the disco ball candy. Oh, and it blows everything up. You, you uh, have a problem. Uh, I'm out of lives. I don't even know what that means. I'm on level 65, but I probably did 64 of the best levels ever. I think I have the top score to all levels. 65, that's uh, impressive. I don't know. Oh no! Like, I had a teacher okay. up at school. She did got to, like, 478. That's amazingly mediocre. Like, what are you doing? You should be grading our papers. I just don't get it. I don't get how she had that much time. I play these five levels like it's a job. Like, I'm like, well, i got to play Candy Crush. My lives came back. And so I play it, and then I lose the lives, and I get all mad. And then I remember I have to watch wrestling, and then I get even more mad. Oh, well, the struggle really is real here at the Full Nelson Press Podcast. 25th episode, man. Woo! Quarter of a century. Yeah, I did not think we would get this far. 
But this is exciting. So today on uh, the fo- podcast, we're going to discuss Raw is ejected, everybody hates Josh, the floor is lava, and guessing mania. So right away, we're just going to start right into Raw. Uh, this was, uh, an, an, I think it was an all right Raw. Uh, it wasn't as good as last week, but it was still okay. Yeah, okay. You, you, if you sell me on this Raw and tell me why well, it's okay. I'm going to try. All right, because you know, Angry Pete. He's ready today. All right, good, good. So Raw already starts off with Roman coming out. No surprise there. Uh, Weird. <laughs> right? Uh, Roman starts off by reminding us that this Sunday he'll literally have to defend his title uh, in the Royal Rumble match. Okay, I, I guess. I mean, we, we know this. Yeah, we already get it. That's strike one on this show, by the way, this Raw show. Are I'm you, keeping are you going track with of the three? Okay, I was going to say, if you're only going with the three-strike rule, I wouldn't use it now. No, no. Well, we're the pitcher, and we're keeping track of how many, like, strikes we throw. So, strike one. Stop opening the damn show with Reigns. It's boring. Oh, don't do that, because if you don't if if, if you don't open with Reigns, then you have to open with the authority. It's how it works. No, it shouldn't be how it works. Well, it should open up Kevin Owens calling out Ambrose stop. about the Intercontinental match. Yes. Why? Or have the Wyatts actually come out and be like, the Rumble is fine. Or then have the social outcasts come out. You know, like, do something different. Nobody wants to see the same, didn't, 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 Roman Reigns, the guy who has lots of sex. Come down the steps (laughs) and do the same promo, have the authority come out and say the same damn thing. And, by the way, Y2J, where's your shirt? We we haven't even gotten there yet. So like, whatever. So Reigns comes out, says the only thing he cares about tonight is just getting to Brock Lesnar. We're starting that feud back up, uh, which I'm all right with. Brock Lesnar has added, I guess, somewhat of a new life into the into the roster right now, considering there's there's not much there. Then he calls out Brock Lesnar to come out, but who comes out? Mister Cool Daddy himself, Chris Jericho, without a shirt. I don't get Chris Jericho now. It's like he's going through the motions. Like he's not doing anything on his own. It's just the same scripted dialogue and it's a snooze fest and he's trying to sound all cool it's not cool anymore go on social media and keep like trying to come up with new sayings that are floating around there jericho has like i i just don't get into jericho anymore like when he comes out i'm like oh his entrance is sweet great now he's talking and i've heard it well he so the league of nations comes out and uh they do their banter i think chris jericho kind of shined uh, in this opening promo, especially with the League of Nations who come out. Sheamus just tries to put on this promo, and this, I think, is the decisive moment where even Sheamus realizes, like, man, this is probably why I shouldn't be the top heel right now. Uh, I, I'm not good on the mic. Uh, and, and Chris Jericho just talks circles around him uh, up there. Reigns, I actually thought, did pretty well on the mic uh, in this opening segment. They held him to, like, four words. Once Reigns starts doing a paragraph, that's when fans go, uh-oh, this isn't good. I True. hope he spell-checked his whole saying before he came out there. I hope like, he knows where the commas are. You know, like all of his corrections, because otherwise he just comes off so dumb. At least with Roman, when he came out, at least you knew it was scripted. Sheamus is just saying some of the stupidest things that you just think is he's just pulling it right out of his ass. Not, none of it is is witty or entertaining at all. Like, be a heel. Don't, yeah. just, don't crack jokes. Be a my monster heel be like i will kill you like to say stuff like that like nobody wants to hear you joke around anymore like the joking should be to the baby faces not for like the heels if they're gonna still do this heel face thing 
which I'm hoping someday they just get rid of. They might be getting rid of it as of tonight. I mean, <laughs> and we'll talk about that. Uh, the one other thing, though, is, and I, I don't know if you noticed it throughout the night, uh, they really were uh, covering Wade Barrett, uh, just kind of protecting yeah. him, because he's, he's still injured, so, like, he's not doing anything in the ring. Uh, they didn't let him talk on the mic at all, yet he is one of the best, he, he has the best voice for that faction. Yeah. He is just evil. And if not him, if you don't want to use him because he's injured, why are we not using Lana? Lana, can, again, can talk circles around a lot of the people in the League of Nations. She should be the voice of League of Nations right now. Yep, but they won't figure it out. Yeah, it's just, it's dumb. Yep, strike two. All right, strike two. So, moving on, then Chris Jericho's like, well, he gets into full GM mode here for some reason and decides that he is just going to announce a match and it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Rusev uh, with Jericho being the guest referee, which is good because then they have to give him a shirt, right? Yes. Well, you need a shirt. He needs one because he looks awkward without a shirt. Like, it's just weird. He's got this weird, like, caved-in thing going on. Yeah, like, I watched, because I've been watching classic wrestling, Jericho came out and I'm like, what happened to his chest? <laughs> like, what? did you lose your heart? <laughs> right? <laughs> it just caved in. Like, his breastbone is completely gone. It's gone. It's a lot of a lot of drop kicks, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the match itself was uh, meh. <laughs> uh, nothing too much. I will say, though, uh, Rusev is looking in shape. Uh, looked like he, was, he lost a lot of weight up there. I don't know, maybe it's just his long, beautiful hair, but... He looks like he's actually gotten in some shape and was actually moving around for pretty pretty limber up there, I would say. He he does. He looks fine. I, I, Del Rio is the one that, like, changed completely. Like, if I watch the Edge versus Del Rio match, yeah. Del Rio is just yoked right now. Like, he's jacked. And he looks so much different now, which is why I like his heel. Like, oh, I'm in a parallel. You know, he's, he's the only one actually being the most angry one up there. And then you, it doesn't sell it though because Sheamus is back there laughing. Well, that's because they're trying to push Sheamus as the uh, as the leader of this group, which he shouldn't be. Uh, we get to a point though where uh, Jericho just starts ejecting the entire League of Nations, and I think this is where you point out with Alberto Del Rio because when he gets to uh, booting out Alberto Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio is just pissed, and you just see him up there just shouting, and you just see all this anger and all this uh, expression in his face. So that's I think what makes a top heel. Uh, I think Alberto Del Rio works. He just needs a better finisher. Uh, we say it every week, though. Yep. So uh, after this, again, Jericho ejects everyone out of the League of Nations. This distracts Rusev, uh, which gives uh, Roman the chance to do the spear and Superman punch and get the win on Rusev. Uh, after the commercial break, though, we get to see a happy-go-lucky Chris Jericho walking backstage uh, until he runs into Stephanie McMahon, and they have some kind of banter there. Well, he tried to bring back his stupid Saigon, dirty, walking tramp. They just can't work this day and age. It doesn't work because you just – it was random. Mm -hmm. it, he should have said something that's like, sorry, Steph, you look like a bitch. Or, <laughs> or like, uh, geez, I, Steph, I can definitely tell uh, Triple H has been taking you to the woodshed lately because you're not walking right. Like, something <laughs> – <laughs> Something like that, like, you know, to tie in what he used to do, but then make edgy. But, no, they can't, because it's PG. Oh. Strike three. That's a third strike right there. Okay, I'm glad you're keeping track, because I've already lost count. Three, Brandon. Three? Three strikes. I, I'm just, I, I've embraced the world of Raw. You don't count when you're into wrestling. Go back to Sesame Street. Should we review Sesame Street from now on? I don't have any show notes on it. <laughs> this is completely unprepared. <laughs> Can you tell me? Don't don't sing it. Don't don't sing it. YouTube will pull us down. You can't sing it. I don't know. What what if I said Sesame Avenue or Sesame? That would work. 
Sesame Inn. Do it at Sesame Inn. Sesame Inn Avenue. There you go. Perfect. All right. Don't sue us. <laughs> Moving on. Brie Bella versus Natalia. This was just a cheap match uh, just to promote. Total Divas. It's back. I feel so bad because it's just like we spent this entire year trying to do this Divas revolution and we're right back to this shit. Paige comes out face. Yeah. Why? What the hell happened? It wasn't the last thing we saw was everyone was trying to figure out who beat up Natalia backstage. Yeah, and Paige was calling her out. But now they're friends. Yeah. Okay, that's just lazy writing. Not even writing. It wasn't even written well, and it's just like right when I saw Total Divas is coming back, I'm like, great. So these girls are going to get airtime for no freaking reason. Just because of a stupid, terrible show that should be canceled. Now, do you think Paige is, like, regretting going on this show now? I think ever since she's been on Total Divas, her character has been just garbage person because she's friends with everybody. So Total Divas is showing them backstage, like, having fun and joking around. How are we supposed to, like, take it then serious that Paige and Alicia Fox hate each other? Because they don't. They're, like, best friends. Not only that, I think she's losing out on this, uh, uh, network exclusive stuff you know i bet we would have seen her a lot more or maybe gotten more of her backstage uh stuff because we're, we're seeing who who is the one that didn't win uh tough enough but now she's gonna be on total divas that blonde why is she on it be- and, and why didn't we see her on breaking ground uh because she's probably all of that stuff we would have seen is going to be used to total divas yeah it's it, it's so terrible like i hate total divas it it's ruining wrestling thank god charlotte and becky are like off on their own so this is i think our first time actually doing the show uh, with Total Divas on, like, premiering. Are we Are we going to review this season of Total Divas? No. I think we are. I, I will not watch it. Oh, I'm excited. I will not watch it because none of it is good. It's so bad. It's such a bad show. I don't even know if it started yet. Uh, this week. Today. Oh, really? I think it's today and said it was. All right. Well, we got to cut this show early then because I know what I got to do. Total Divas. So, Brevo, go back to that. Don't forget, there was a wrestling match. So, there was a match between Brie Bella and, and Natalia. This, the camera, though, cuts too early to the Titantron, so we get a full blast of the beginning of Brie mode. Oh, Ugh. strike five. Okay. It was so bad. Her theme song is the worst. I used to think Naomi's was the worst. That one sucks, but Brie mode just tops it. It is god-awful. I'd rather take, like, a drill with a drill bit and go right into my ear and turn it on high. It's the same. It's it, You're doing the same. Yeah, except uh, a drill bit is drilling into your head and blood's pouring out. So there's a whole different aspect. But I'd rather feel that than ever see freaking Total Divas. Like, God, it's so bad. Moving on. Natalia wins this one with a sharpshooter. Uh, good on her. This just means one more win for her to get to that Divas title. Natalia, you're hot. Change your damn ring attire. That ring attire is weird. It just makes you, like, I think... I always thought she was hot. It literally knocks her down from like an eight to like a two because it just looks awful. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. It looks like uh, sensor bars down yeah. the middle of her body. What's next? Oh, Ryback and the Dudley Boys versus the Wyatt family. I completely skipped this match. Why watch it? The Dudley Boys have not won a match in almost over two months. It was very pointless. Yeah, so before this match even starts, they show this this heavily edited promo of the uh, ECW team versus the Wyatt family, trying to make it look like it was a good match. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I didn't really watch too much of it because I was like, all right, I can't do this. And I switched to the Iowa State-Oklahoma basketball game. Because like I, said, I was like, WWE needs to keep me in- interested. Otherwise, I'm going to change it. And I know I'm not the only one changing it to other things. I didn't change it. Well, no, you didn't. You no, watched it. You, 
You DVR it. Yeah, I skipped it. So, yeah, I passed this through. Uh, there was nothing really to talk about this match. Wyatt Family wins again. No surprise there. Uh, moving on. Big Show versus Heath Slater. So, this match starts, though, with a really cool promo from the Social Outcast. They're kind of use that comedy bit again, but I think they're learning from their mistakes. I think, I and I hope, that the New Day has helped change the way uh, they build teams and factions in the tag division. Because if you look at, if you compare the Social Outcast compared to 3MB right now, the 3MB were funny, but they were more of a wacky, kind of yeah. dumb comedy, where the Social Outcast, there's an actual comedy bit going on there, especially, like, when they didn't let Bo Dallas use the mic. Right. Uh, things like that was very witty, and I and think they, that will work <laughs> for the Social just Outcast. Just like Seth, he's like, wait, what? I was even surprised when they grabbed the mic from him. That was the pretty good. The chains are off. The chains are off, man. The chains are off. I like the Social Outcast. Well, word on the street is, yeah. Heath Slater sat down in an interview, and all he said was, I don't care if I never win a WWE championship. I don't care if I don't win the tag titles again. The only match I ever want to be a part of is an Intercontinental match and be a champ. That's all right. I want is the IC. So right. this, it was like Spotlight Wrestling. I think it's like Pro Wrestling Focus on Facebook have been hashtagging Slater for IC champ, trying to right. get people to follow it to get him an IC title. I think that'd be great. It's not like, get him, give him a chance. He's got a faction too. So he can win it and hold it for a little bit because of his faction. Now he has won. I know he's won the tag team title, yeah. uh, but he's not won the U.S. title, has he? No. Okay. But I, yeah, I think he's had the U, the tag title a couple times. Yeah, it's it's a great way to look at it. He's having a great time. He's wrestled a lot of legends, like when they did that Raw 1000. You know, good on him being the guy that go out there and do that comedy bit and help right. other legends come back out. That's so cool. Uh, I've, I've always been a fan of, of Heath Slater, uh, the little Wendy's boy. Uh, Big Show does a KO to Slater, wins immediately, after which he KOs the entire social outcasts and then uh, scares a fan by trying to take a selfie with him because the fan thought he was a heel. Because that's how everyone should think of him as. And he totally just does this weird kind of face turn and takes a selfie with uh, someone in the audience and then leaves. So I guess Big Show's face again. Strike six. All right. So after this match, on Twitter, Tough Enough winner Josh, now known as Bronson Matthews, now getting some heat despite just being in the performance center just a couple of months. Uh, he tweets during Raw, yep, I like it, hashtag social jobbers. Kevin Owens then attacks him and says, uh, look at the veteran here with his big fancy words, and then claims to already block him. Which, I mean, you sneeze towards Kevin Owens and he's going to fucking block you on Twitter. And so does Ziggler. Ziggler blocks everybody too. It's a trend, I guess. I don't know. It may, To me, it just looks whiny. I mean, I get you blocking people. I block people. But I don't like just like announce it every fucking time of who I did and didn't block. It, it just, it's just, and I, I know he's not listening to this because if he got this far into the fucking show, he's already blocked and unsubscribed to us. <laughs> Bummer. And I'm a fan, Owens. Don't block me. Uh, he's, he's for his family. And then Stardust joined in. Then Bull Dempsey joined in. So Bull Dempsey, though, he first tried, tried to defend, not defend Josh. He just kind of was like, hey, or maybe try to make reason for yeah. Josh. Be like, hey, man, you know, shouldn't be stuff that you should be saying. I don't know. Josh tweets something back. Doesn't really matter what he tweets back. And it, yeah, it gets his big uproar. Uh, even Stardust says, I think Stardust's tweet was the best of the harshest. Enjoy dressing in the hall, dick. Uh, not blocked. Banned. <laughs> Kind of a sour thing to say to the guy, but what do you do? I was just saying, if you're trying to get into the business and you have this many people coming at you, you better right. shut up. Now, this is funny because I don't know if you saw my most recent comic. Yeah. 
I did the uh, social outcast and I gave them the t-shirt social job squad. I'm sure if they see that, they're just going to already get pissed off about that. But when I did it, I think of it as that's kind of what they are, the modern day job squad. They remind me of like the job squad, like the, yeah. the qualities of that group that was called the job squad. But I don't think the social outcast could be jobbers. I think they could win and they could do it right. They could be that annoying group that just keeps sneaking away with wins. Right. Right to Censor was like that. You didn't yeah. like them. They were annoying. Uh, obviously not the same kind of gimmick, but uh, they were still, they owned that annoying kind of side to it, which I thought was very enjoyable to see that. Not as a kid. As a kid, I hated oh, that. Oh, I hate it. One of the rumbles I watched, I just kept hearing warning, warning, and I'm like, oh, I hate these guys. I watched, uh, I can't remember, I think it was like an Armageddon or something like that, and it had the three-minute warning came up, and I think it was maybe like the third or fourth time that it had finally had come up and people were freaking out about it, and I was like, oh, man. There's some shit like this I just miss. Oh, yeah. All four of those guys can wrestle. All four of them can put on a show. So it's like, they're not terrible. But, Bo Dallas, I'm sorry, but I can sort of see why you're getting knocked down the card. Because since he's been on the main roster, he has sort of let himself go. But I think he is picking it back up, especially with it being, at least I hope he's going to start picking it up here with it being uh, the road to WrestleMania. But we'll see. I don't even know if they'll even get a match. (laughs) They're destined for the pre-show, I guess, with the Ascension. So, yeah, after that tweet uh, from Josh, he deletes that tweet, so that's gone. But the damage is already done. Okay, here. Hold on one second. I got a couple more. Curtis Axel wrote to him, Ha, who is this douche? Cool tweet delete punk ass. Josh, you suck. Moving on. League of Nations, they're all butthurt, but Steph comes and rallies them all up, you know, tells them that they gotta be the scary faction that she wants them to be, that the WWE wants them to be, that everyone wants them to be, but they're just not doing it, and I blame it on creative. Then uh, Sheamus eventually tells Steph that the League of Nations aren't afraid of anybody, and Steph says, well, prove it. Yeah. Next, we get one of the lower points of the show. Uh, Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon come out uh, to announce the number one entrance in the Royal Rumble. First of all, strike... I'm just going to write a strike. I'll count. Oh, see, it. now you lost count. No, I'm no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Strike okay. seven for this stupid segment. Strike eight for Vince McMahon acting like he can't open the things. Oh, when he, when he grabs the first ball, yeah. he's just like, oh, fuck this one. It throws it back in. Once I saw him do that, I'm like, well, they're all Ro- Roman Reigns. <laughs> strike nine for making it so predictable that it's Roman Reigns. Oh, so they pulled the Roman Reigns out. Right. Uh, they show it to us, and they're like, well, let's try it again. And as soon as they said that, I just fast forward. I They pull it two more times. Each time it's Roman Reigns. At this point, it's not even funny. It's not even entertaining. It's just insulting. Strike 10. All right. For then putting us through that agonizing segment. It was too long, too. It was so predictable. Like, wait, are we that stupid that you're, oh, Roman Reigns isn't every single ball in there? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because how else would you guarantee Roman Reigns is going to be number one? Why is Roman Reigns number one? I think that just ruins it. I don't think it ruins it at all. It would be nice, though, if some intern like would have thrown like a different name in there. Just one, and they pulled that name, like Heath Slater or uh, Curtis Axel. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so another thing, they remind us uh, that uh, Vince McMahon won the 1999 Royal Rumble. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, Thanks Chris, for reminding us. That was well worth us watching the Rumble. Let me guess, you're winning this one. <laughs> Going down memory lane there. Oh, he comes in at 30. <laughs> so Becky Lynch versus Tamina is up next. This was, I thought, an okay match. It wasn't Tamina bad. Didn't, didn't screw anything up. Too bad. No. <laughs> Charlotte and Ric Flair join us ringside. 
Uh, at one point, though, uh, Naomi's ass was out of this world. Oh, my God. She was standing there, and I was just like, oh, wow, wow. Hello, Naomi. Tweet me. Tweet me. Tweet at me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're married, but oh, my God. That ass was just boom. Have you ever seen the one where uh, the episode on Total Divas where she's just like, yeah, Jay's just, he's just really sexual? Well, damn. Yeah, look at you. Who wouldn't be? But the match wasn't bad. The match ends, though, with Becky doing this thing off the top rope where it gets her into the disarmor, I think is what they called it. I like the, what you call it, the Becky Breaker? I think, so. I think that's what I said. Yeah, I like that a lot better, so we're calling it the Becky, ba- break. Becky Breaker. If you can say it. I can't. Maybe that's why they didn't say it, because they're like, well, just try it out on people. Okay, no one can say it. <laughs> After the win, Becky gets the uh, mic and calls Charlotte out asking for a uh, rematch. Charlotte says she won't be doing it. She doesn't give away Divas matches for free. Well, they're not free. They're nine ninety nine. Yep, I tell you what, whatever. I mean, I like... I... Flair leave. Sorry. <laughs> Some people think it's good that Flair's there. I don't. I think this is the end of Flair, though. Like, you think this is his last run? No, I think he's almost dead. Yeah, of course I thought it's his, almost his last run. This is going to be that time where they kind of just clip the wings for uh, Charlotte and just let her do her own thing. Because at the end here, uh, Becky decides to then shoot off this another decent promo, just like last week. Calls out Ric Flair, saying, like, this is, if you know, you never turned down any match. Which, bullshit. I mean, this that's his entire career yeah. is how Charlotte this is acting. Inter- Dirtiest player in the game. Like, yeah, I don't mind that Charlotte is doing the same thing. She grew up watching him, so that's how, like that could be her story. I learned from my dad, so I do what my dad did. He got two rings for yeah. doing that. He's a Hall of Famer twice. Right. No strikes. No strikes on that. No strikes here, because uh, Flair that accepts the challenge for Charlotte. Charlotte's uh, reaction is priceless, and I think this is going to slowly be the end of uh, Ric Flair coming out with Charlotte all the time. So this is, I think, going to be a good match. I'm excited about this. This is probably one of the only matches at the Rumble that's not the Rumble match that I'm excited about. Next one, though, uh, we have uh, Dean Ambrose and Kalisto versus uh, Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus with Mr. For His Family, Kevin Owens, on the commentating table. This match was dull. This was surprisingly dull. Yep, and then Owens, though, burying Byron Saxon. Oh, <laughs> just my God. burning Byron Saxon. It was the best. It was. He just kept going, would you shut up? And then he just goes, Byron, are you going to call the match? Oh, now I can talk. I'll let you talk for a little bit. And then at one point, he's like, Byron, are you going to say anything? And he goes, yeah, uh, oh, what an arm drag. He goes, what an arm drag, stupid. Yeah, it was awesome, so. That was the only thing enjoyable about this match was Kevin Owens and Byron Saxton, which should be a match at WrestleMania. But uh, the match ends with uh, Ambrose and Owens uh, having a face-off outside of the match. Like, it was kind of stupid. Ambrose is right in the middle of uh, attacking Alberto Del Rio, and then just, he's like, oh, shit, I have to stand up and look at Owens now. And that's what he does. He just stands up, looks at Owens, and then Alberto Del Rio kicks him the head because ADR is just like, I'll kick him now. This gives Sheamus the a chance to go after Kalisto and get the win. And uh, so League of Nations won. I'm really enjoying Kalisto, though. I hope 2016 is his year to get a good singles run, because I think he's he's as good as what Rey Mysterio, what everyone wanted in Rey Mysterio, Kalisto has. Yeah, I think he's better than Rey Mysterio. I, I agree. He's a lot quicker. I, I, I like Kalisto. I think it makes sense. We'll see what happens with him, though. Next, we have uh, a funeral service for uh, Francisca. Francesca. Francesca, the trombone yep. uh, for the New Day, which was very witty. I do like the end. Again, uh, they surprised us with Xavier Woods. I thought he was going to call out the Usos, and I was like, are we getting an Xavier singles match here? And then he again fakes us out and calls it for Big E, who gives this awesome expression. I love the New Day. Cannot express it enough. It was so entertaining. 
uh, until the match. The match was, again, just another blah match. Yep. Just kind of sucked. Like, the matches were just sort of falling flat. Mostly because we've been seeing Usos versus New Day nonstop. Back in the day, they used to have, like, another match, and one of those guys would interrupt. You're watching the same match over and over and over again. By the time they get to the pay-per-view, we're so burnt out from it that it doesn't matter. I mean, just putting them against Curtis Axel. If you would have yeah. just uh, these guys against, like, the other two uh, social outcasts and just had that going on and then had, you know, ADR come out or something like that, I completely agree. It's, it's just we're getting burnt out because we're just seeing the same thing just cycled through each week. Next, we get... A really weird backstage segment of Titus O'Neil, R-Truth, and Mark Henry uh, talking about keeping the dream alive. Oh, for Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, then Neville shows up, uh, and R-Truth is like, (laughs) R-Truth was perfect here. Neville's got a dream. He's dreaming. Neville's dreaming. Yeah. I'm like, hilarious. (laughs) They're just dogging the white guy, like, white guys can dream. It's like, what? Is that? (laughs) Is that real? Was that a real, like, uh, I don't know. It was just awkward, and then you just saw the worst match. Strike one for the next match. Strike two. uh, These aren't in order anymore. Strike two for who was involved in the match. And strike three, what was the point? Just to showcase, like, who else is in the Rumble? Because they said everyone up there is in the Rumble. Man, I don't like this new strike gimmick of yours. It's just not working. Well, let me finish this one because I'm really mad about this show. So we talk about who was actually in this match. It was the Ascension, Tyler Breeze, Stardust versus Titus O'Neil, Mark Henry, R-Truth, and Neville. Pretty much all it was was just to showcase everyone's finisher on the face side. Yeah, it was stupid. This was the main event of the night. Some things they did mention in this match, though. uh, One, everyone in that match is in the Rumble. Uh, Another thing, this might be Mark Henry's last Royal Rumble. Um, Okay. Yeah. Okay, forgot he was still there. So next we have the biggest highlight reel in WWE history. That's a pretty big moment, man. We are covering that here on the podcast. That was huge. It's an honor. So Chris Jericho starts this. He addresses Lesnar. Uh, Speaking of which, this whole thing about it being that they're advertising it as the three most likely people to win the Rumble are Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns. But they keep billing it as Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar with Chris Jericho. <laughs> I, I don't have words. Whatever. Keep going. Chris Jericho calls out Brock Lesnar. This is the second time Brock Lesnar is getting called out, but uh, he does not come out. Paul Heyman comes out and pulls the old Chris Jericho move on Chris Jericho himself. They have this banter going on. I don't understand why Brock Lesnar didn't come out with Paul Heyman. The banter, though, between Paul Heyman and Chris Jericho was pretty good because they're both really good on the mic. But the big takeaway to this is it kind of just felt like they weren't including the crowd. And I think because of that, the crowd was completely bored and unenthused with this, which kind of just put a damper on these two talking to each other. Well, they've known each other for years. Yeah, but it kind of they kind of talking about it like it was like this week on Chris Jericho's podcast kind of thing. Yeah, it was it was a missed chance. Like it didn't work. It was a wet chant. Yeah. It was just misty. Terrible. Shut your dog up. Well, he's mad about the segment too. Like he's he's not folks, this is Samson. Samson, shut up. I need to edit this out. (laughs) Sam! Get over here! Don't don't call him over. No, get over here. Yeah, you're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> you ruined a good thing, Samson. Lay down. All right, we're back. I think he's quiet. I think I got him. What a dumb dog. So, what you guys missed was the dog lunged at Pete. He had to go to the hospital. Yep, I'm in the hospital right now. I'm in the ER. The dog has been put down. Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pete's second dog. He had to get another one. Oh, my God. We're running into the same problem. We're editing this show forever. So, 
He's he's all mad about the segment too. He really doesn't like what happened. And we're back. And we're back again. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the match. Chris Jericho then starts questioning uh, Paul Heyman about does he think that uh, Lesnar actually has a chance of winning this Rumble? Well, quite frankly, he does because Brock Lesnar can kill any all thir- 29 other men who come into this match are going to be killed by Brock Lesnar. That's just my assumption. It truly is just going to be a suplex festival. Oh, yeah. When he gets in there, he's going to be suplexing everybody. Everybody. I mean, he's just going to – I can't wait till he suplex somebody over the top What if rope. he gets eliminated, like, right away, though? Like, he runs in there and everyone gangs up on him. No, okay, all right, all right. So we're going to get to uh, Rumble predictions, but here's a fun one for you. So the match starts. Roman Reigns is number one. Brock Lesnar is number two. Chris Jericho is number three. The next four are the social outcasts. And they uh, eliminate all three of them. So this rumble then starts with all four members of the social outcast in the rumble, and all three of the top people that they've been building already out That'd of. That'd be rumble. great. Oh, the crowd would be insane. Every countdown would be potentially your next champion. Because everyone would be like, "Whoa, now this is ro- wide open." What helped this segment? One, Lesnar came out. Two, Reigns comes out. Yeah, he interrupts his entrance. Brock Lesnar's just like, "I want to go boom on the ring," and uh, Roman doesn't let him go boom. But they had a good little segment there, like with all of them. But then what made it awesome? This what helped out the show was the Wyatt family coming out. Oh, yes. This helped so much. This actually builds them to be in powerhouses. Let's get there. Because, yes, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, they start fighting. Then the League of Nations come out and start taking on Lesnar. Then the Wyatt family comes out. They decimate, I think, both the League of Nations. And then they start taking out Roman Reigns and then Brock Lesnar, which was so cool. What an awesome finish for the Wyatt family. To be honest, you probably could have cut something out and made this segment longer. You could have. You could have easily done that. Like, spear Lesnar through the guardrail. Throw Reigns through a table. Like, they could have done way more with that. Uh, you see the uh, the League of Nations come in, and Wade Barrett is staying completely outside yeah. of the ring the whole time. He's, like, reaching over, just grabbing yeah. Reigns by the yeah. air, and that's Alberto it. Del Rio gets taken out some way or another, and then Wade Barrett just immediately starts, like, consulting him. He's still injured, but they don't want to take him away from the League of Nations. Yeah. Get, get up. Get up. <laughs> get in there and do something. I can't. I'm hurt. All right, so here's what we're going to do, guys. Sheamus, I want you to run out, attack anybody you see. Rusev, follow Sheamus. Alberto Del Rio, I want you to stay a little bit back, but still, just run right in there. If you get taken on any way, Alberto Del Rio, Barrett, I need you to just protect him. Hug him. Hug Alberto Del Rio. (laughs) Nothing else. Right? That's basically what it was. And, yeah, so the Y families uh, and the show. So I'm, they're really building stock here. They're putting up multiple things here, multiple storylines uh, to kind of feed into who's going to be winning the Rumble, what's going to be the big things of the Rumble. I hope the Wyatt family really does shine, all four of them, in the Rumble. I want Bray to win it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so awesome. So we're, we're recording this again on January 19th, so I don't think we have uh, NXT to talk about, do we? No. Nope. No. All they have, all I see is just like a prediction thing, so they don't have anything right now we don't predict anything here we just talk about what is fact so before we get to the royal rumble predictions let's uh let's get our duds and studs of the weeks taken care of who is your dud of the week pete vince mcmahon again for what for just what did he do being there what oh, for, for being there being stupid doing All the right. stupid announcing of reigns is number one like it just fell so flat <laughs> all right so that's your dud of the week i gotta go with josh what a douche douchey josh josh is 
also, he's up there, but God, Josh, you need to shut your mouth. Even after Breaking Ground, I was like, that's your thing that you're telling everyone that you're a quarter or a half a million dollars richer than everyone else in that room? Right. You are the worst. You just put a target on your back. Do you think he's, he's getting as much heat as ZZ? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think the heat that Josh is getting is more of like you self-centered prick, where it's easy. It's like <laughs> you're lazy and you could get us hurt, right. but we can see like you're trying. Like people are trying to help him. All right. So stud of the week, Pete. Uh, Wyatt. The Wyatt. I like that. I like that. Giving it to the Wyatt family. Um, I didn't really, really pick one this week, but I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, Becky Lynch this week because, again, she had a really good promo. Uh, I'm really getting into this Divas match, finally. And this surprises me because at the beginning of this, I think Becky was, like, on the low of my totem pole for uh, these Divas getting called up. was really not impressed by her, but uh, I'm, I'm finally warming up to her, I think. so. Yeah, they finally are letting her, like, do something. Yeah. Super cool. All right, so Royal Rumble. Let's get into some predictions here. Royal Rumble is just five days away right now, uh, the 24th of January. I am so excited. The Royal Rumble is one of my uh, favorite pay-per-views. It's everyone's favorite just for the sheer fact that there's a countdown and you're like, who's next? Who's coming back? First match we're going to kind of just predict on the last man standing match for the uh, IC title, Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose. This should be an, an amazing match. Well, it's a last man standing match, so yes. that's why I'm thinking, like, those two are already ruled out of winning the Rumble no matter what. Obvious. I, I would say you're right, yes. So I think this match would be awesome. Yeah. So who do you think is going to win? Oh, Owens. Owen? I'd like Owens, but I think they're not going to take it off Ambrose yet. I think they have bigger plans for Owens. But here's the thing. I want it to be Ambrose. I think it's going to be Ambrose. If it is Owens, though, it would make sense because let's say Owens wins. Then we have a rematch for them, you know, at Fastlane. And then if Owens is now a two-time IC title holder. So stuff like that would work. But, yeah, I think Ambrose is winning this. Okay. Uh, next, we have the title match, Kaliso versus Alberto Del Rio. I think Kaliso is going to win this one. Again, I'm a huge fan. I'm really enjoying Kalisto. I, I want to see more of a singles run from this guy. And I think the uh, U.S. title is a great way to launch that off if you give it to him don't let him lose it within like three days please <laughs> that's all i ask yeah i'd like Kaliso to win it i think del rio needs to drop that title next we have the divas title match uh, charlotte versus becky lynch charlotte's not losing you don't think so no there's no way not yet she's becoming a huge heel now all right so but what's next then what's next for charlotte after this sasha banks sasha banks yeah because she's She's was not on Raw. It's not an injury. They just said she, like, it's not like a severe injury. They're just holding her out. She's pregnant. But, no way. She's pregnant. I just saw her on Instagram. You heard it here first. <laughs> Pete <laughs> O'Brien thinks that I she did is not say that. Well, listen to the podcast. You'll hear it. So, <laughs> I want Becky Lynch to win, but yeah, I think Charlotte's going to win this one. But I don't know where they're going to go next with her, because the Divas division is just so sporadic right now. It really is. Yeah, the Divas revolution has been destroyed by terrible booking. It has its ups and downs, but mostly downs. <laughs> yep. So, next is going to be the uh, tag team title match, the New Day versus the Usos. Uh, come on, New Day. Really hoping the New Day wins this. They're not getting. They're not dropping that yet. There's no way. What's next then for the New Day? Do we see them? Because like obviously it's going to be the New Day and Usos are going to be involved in the tag match at Mania. I think someone's getting called up after the Rumble. Uh, Gable and Jordan. That would be cool. But do you think they'd be someone that could be feuding with uh, the New Day? Oh yeah. You think they so? could easily feud with the New Day. I think they could. Like on the mic. Yeah. 
Okay. They're pretty decent on the mic, so I think they could. I just don't want the Usos to win again. Because literally, WWE is keeping it so we only have two tag teams. Yeah, really. Like, you have more. You do. And some of them are a lot more enjoyable than the Usos. They're bought villains! Ascension. Yeah. Like, seriously. Dawson and uh, Wilder. Enzo and Cass. Right. Everyone in NXT is more entertaining than everyone else on the main roster except the New Day. We just need more Lost Matadors. <laughs> Bring them back. I didn't mind Prevo and Epico uh, with uh, Rosa, Rosa. Mendes. That was cool. That was a lot better than the fucking thing they got going on now. Another wrestling group that has too long of an entrance that just kills the audience. Uh, so up next is the actual Royal Rumble match. So we have to pick up some numbers. Uh, the first week Pete and I did this, I picked 130, 10, 5, 25. These are entry numbers for who we think is going to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, Pete picked that week 13, 28, 19, 9, and 29. Uh, the following week, I went with 15, 23, 26, 11, and 27. And Pete went with 6, 22, 27, and 12. We had kind of discussed this because uh, first we thought we'd do it for a Radio Shack gift card, uh, but that didn't work. Uh, next Next, you were going to go with a Blockbuster gift card. That didn't work. I mentioned doing a Circuit City gift card. You said that wouldn't work. So what are we going to do for uh, the loser, whoever doesn't win this, Pete? I get to pick your Twitter handle's picture, and it's got to be a wrestler. Yep, same here. So if I win this, if I get the right number, you will have to have yours as any wrestler I choose it to be. Yes. If it's the other way around, you'll have to choose it for mine, and it'll be my Twitter picture. I think we should do it through WrestleMania, but we'll we'll see how far it goes. See, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we just have ten numbers left to pick. Uh, the numbers we have left are some are kind of surprising here: two, three, four, eight. 14, 16, 17, 18, 21, and 24. Now, I saw that the most wins in uh, Royal Rumble has been number 27 and 24 are both tied with three, and yet neither of us have chosen the number 24 yet. Nope. I'm going to let you pick first, Pete. What number are you going to pick? Four. Four. All right. I'm going to go with number 21. I'm going with 16. I will go with uh, 17. Just makes sense. I'll take 24. You're taking 24. No, 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 8. All right, you're going with 8. I'll go with number 24. And I'll take 14. 14. All right, and then I'm going to choose, let's see, we already chose. You have two. All right, so those are our numbers there. So we, we're going to go from the rumble, and we'll be able to see who picked what numbers should be pretty exciting. I'm excited to see what happens. The stakes are real this time. Uh, I I use my Twitter picture as my resume, so you know that means it's real. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. So one other thing I thought we could talk about before we end the show. I thought since we have no idea any of the matches for WrestleMania, we would just make some predictions and some bold predictions of what we think the WrestleMania card will be. After Sunday, we're going to have a better understanding of what matches will kind of be set up after that point. So I just had some questions I thought we could go over and uh, see what we figure out. Uh, First thing, who do you think Roman Reigns will be taking on at WrestleMania? Triple H. Triple H? Okay, I, I agree. Undertaker. Who do you think is going to be Undertaker's opponent? So, I just looked at this thing online. Stop looking at things online. No, 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 no. He just said this is a good prediction. And I I actually, I agree with him. Well, what is the thing so people can look it up? It's just on Bleacher Report. It's just a guy that just tweeted. He thinks it will be Owens. It would be awesome to be Owens. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to prime Owens, you have him beat Taker in Texas. Oh, 
That would be insane. That would literally be nuts. That'd be more nuts than the streak ending. Okay, so I have one. I think this could be the second coming of Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. This could be the one where Bray Wyatt beats The Undertaker and, and starts off 2016 stronger for Bray Wyatt. So I could see a rematch between the two. Yeah, I could. I could see it and have them actually be all way more dark. Yeah. Who I would think Kevin Owens will be taking on, that's a tough one because I don't, I can't think of a good enough opponent on the roster right now. It's going to be difficult to see where they go with that. I would like to see Owens and Lesnar have a match. That's the other thing I would like to see. But this guy makes a good point, too, by having Wyatt Lesnar. So he would have Owens take on Taker. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this. I'm like, that makes more sense because that stare down between the Wyatt family and uh, Lesnar was awesome. Just imagine like that on a mania stage. Oh, I think Wyatt and Lesnar would be nuts. So what you look forward to then, because I want it to be Kevin Owens and uh, Lesnar. You're, either way, you're going to see that whole buildup is just going to be Owens on the mic with Paul Heyman or Bray Wyatt on the mic with, uh, with Paul Heyman. Either way, I think it's going to be enjoyable. What if, though, we get uh, Bray Wyatt versus uh, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? I think it would be awesome. But then that would probably leave Taker Lesnar again, and no one wants to see that again. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one. Who do you think we're going to have for – so right now our U.S. champion is Alberto Del Rio, but that could change to Kalisto. What would you want as your U.S. title match? Kalisto versus Del Rio in a ladder match. All right. Okay. For U.S. title, I think I would like to see Kalisto versus Alberto Del Rio. I don't know about that. I'd like to see him maybe in – I don't know, maybe like a triple threat match with like – you do Tyler Breeze and Neville. Yeah. Tyler Breeze, Neville, and Kalisto for the U.S. title ladder match. That'd be too good. That'd be good. That'd be really good. So who do you want for the IC title then? Oh, I would do probably Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. I think he's, I think AJ Styles is going to get called up quick. You think so? I think he could be because I saw there was a promo where they kind of talked about where he was hinting uh, towards you know being in the rumble that would be interesting my only thing is with it is how do you explain that to your to the wwe universe aj styles is big uh but not to the casual fanny is it no I, I think he has to be first introduced through nxt and then brought up there but i guess we'll see uh for the ic title i think dean ambrose i think there should be a good match with dean ambrose but i don't know who to put him against maybe balor Finn Balor would be good, but that's, I don't know. I just don't think they're, I, I don't think they want to bring up Balor yet. Okay, so here's, we'll, 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 we'll just jump to this then. The Andre Giant Battle Royal. I don't think they have the star power to do it this year unless they make this an exclusive and give it to the NXT only, and we have a really cool NXT Battle Royal at WrestleMania. I think that'd be awesome. Because it's the, it's the easiest thing to do. To let everyone else who's on the roster and is healthy to be in all these matches and then give the Battle Royal to the NXT talent. Oh, you could have a sweet thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I've been saying that they should have an NXT title match at at Mania. Yeah, I agree. Why not? It, NXT's big enough that if you did an NXT title match at Mania, that'd be huge. So then, uh, who would you want in the picture for the Divas title? Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks and Charlotte, or? I think there should be a fatal four-way. Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky, Paige. Oh, that'd be so good. That's why I think that would make the most sense and people would like it. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Which wouldn't be bad. They no. put on awesome matches, too, so I would not care. So then what match have we either talked about, or what would you like to set up what would be for the title, uh, the WWE title? 
I think if Wyatt wins it, Wyatt Lesnar. All right. I'm still thinking it's going to be Roman and Triple H, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I would be excited to see that at WrestleMania. I just think if Roman Reigns walks out the WWE Championship on Sunday, people are going to boo even harder than before. I don't think so. I think this is the biggest rumble that they could do something completely different. Yes. And get away with it. I think the uh, Roman Reigns movement is getting stronger, so I don't I don't see, like, if Roman wins this, which I think he is. I think Roman Reigns is winning the Rumble. If not, I think it's going to be Triple H winning it, coming in at last, uh, and then taking the title and this setting up Roman Reigns versus Triple H for Rus- at WrestleMania. I think if he wins this, uh, I don't think he's going to get as much heat as you think he will. I think he will because Rumble pay-per-views, where's it at? Do we know? Uh, it's... Can't remember. Uh, let's look it of up. We, of course we know. Of course we do. Royal Rumble. It is. Can we stop the damn drums? I forgot about that. Oh, it was the best. That was the real Vince McMahon right there. That was the realest Vince McMahon you'll ever hear. Uh, it's in Orlando, Florida. Ooh. A Rumble is in Florida? Yes. Oh, so you could get some NXT talent up there. Do you think, who do you think is coming back for the Rumble? AJ Styles, I really think he could be somebody. It's hard to say who could be coming back because I feel like, you know, who would have guessed that that year the Godfather came back, you know? Like, you just don't know. Sitting out there dancing with the trashiest girls they can find. Like, do they just put a posting up? Like, Well, I mean, it's Miami, though. You could find some girls in Miami. Yeah, but, like, Miami girls don't look like that. That looks like Tennessee. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, if they <laughs> brought him back, to that would be it. So AJ Styles, we're both in agreement. Coco Beware, not showing up, doesn't have legs. Shelton Benjamin? I love Shelton Benjamin. I hope he would show up. John Morrison. John Morrison, another great one. But in these people that you, you say, like, if they came back, I'd like them to come back full time. Yeah. Carlito. Carlito came up last year a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's always weird because, like, the day of the Rumble, you just get reports of everyone saying who's in town. Yeah. It's like they're there to watch. (laughs) (laughs) NXT talent. NXT talent coming up? I could see Finn Balor. I could see Balor. I could see Barry Corbin coming up. I don't think so. I think they're still working with him. Paulo Cruz? Maybe. I think if you're going to call up a – NXT talent, you could call up Finn Balor. Okay, so who's some NXT veterans, I guess, that are over there right now? Veterans? Like a Tyler Breeze kind of kind of guy. Uh, Enzo and Kaz have been there now the longest. Okay, uh, Sami Zayn, I think, would be the only other one I would see coming up. Yeah, Sami Zayn and Enzo and Kaz are the other ones. Samoa Joe? All right, so if Samoa Joe comes out, I'd love to see Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens uh, for the IC title at WrestleMania. I would not mind that. But I think Samoa Joe has openly stated he likes NXT. He's he likes helping these this younger talent. Right. Well, the nice thing with WrestleMania is if he does come up and do that, I mean, after Mania is over, go the fuck back down to NXT. See, I think they should have an NXT title ladder match instead of like a money. You know how they used to do Money in the Bank? No, that's yeah. their own pay per view. That should be something for NXT. I think it would work. You have enough time, you could do it. And especially with everyone being hurt, this is your year to try to do this stuff. We just made a good pay-per-view, though. We, we made a really good WrestleMania pay-per-view. I can't wait when we talk next week and we're exhausted. Oh. And, and we're just like, so this is what we're, I think is going to now be the WrestleMania card. Uh, but right now is the most exciting time because you don't know what it's going to be. Uh, nope. Pete, Pete, what are we going to need to show this week? 
<laughs> Something with the cut the damn drums. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Could you turn those drums off? Could you turn those drums off? All right. So yeah, the full Nelson press number twenty-five. The drums are off. That's what there you go. Called. The drums are off, man. The drums are off. Not the gloves and drums. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe and like our video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, please subscribe and give us a review. It does help out. Also, if Stitcher is your fancy, it would be awesome if you gave us a thumbs up. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can find all of our links to any of our uh, social media sites, uh, anything like that, on thefullnelsonpress.com, which also includes a weekly WWE webcomic created by myself, Brandon Kirkpatrick. Uh, so, uh, anything else you want to add, Pete? Uh, no. I'm good. Okay. So, Pete is good, and uh, suck a butt. Yeah, but...